Super Talk Mississippi media production. Joining me now, Cole Kublik from the SEC Network, ESPN, uh, McElroy and is it McElroy and Kublik or McElroy and Cube in the morning? Uh, McElroy and Kublik in the morning. We wanted to make it as long a, a title as possible. I, I, I appreciate that. You know, you get sticks in people's heads that way. Uh, he's heading yeah. to Tuscaloosa right now. He'll be on the, uh, the sidelines for USM. And Alabama, I give Southern Miss first billing here on this is a Mississippi show first. But we're going to talk about Mississippi State and LSU. And we're actually going to start with LSU because, for me, Cole, the idea that LSU is a team that can't run the football and is weak up front is absolutely foreign to me. I mean, it, my whole life they've always been a team. They, if nothing else, they could do that. What is it about this particular LSU team that has them in this situation? Well, first off, it, it's kind of what they are now. And, and I'm with you. It's just it's strange. I, I would even go a little bit more specific, Brian, in that they don't have, you know, Kevin Falk, Cecil Collins, Leonard Fournette, uh, just that stud running back that we're always used to. And I know they've had some issues with a guy who's trying to transfer back in and a guy who's been ruled academically ineligible. And, you know, Kinder looked pretty good late in that game last week, but they don't have the guy that we're used to them having. Um, I mean, there was a stretch where it felt like, you know, Darius Geis, Fournette, on and on. They had the best back in the league every year for a while. And then, you know, when I was playing them, I, mean, I played against Cecil Collins, Rondell Mealy, and Kevin yeah. Falk in the same yeah. game. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so it just they don't have that guy. And that's just – that's weird. That's different. That's strange. But they're also a tempo team. They're also a team that they, they want to attack and push the ball downfield. So I think a little bit of just what they've turned into and, you know, a little bit of his personnel. Uh, they, the offensive line was dinged up early this year. They had to move some guys around. They're getting some guys back. Deculus was back last week at right tackle. That'll help because I think he's been playing there for 11 years. Um, you know, they, they got some other guys that hadn't been 100%. So I think once they get the offensive line solidified and they, if they can find the back that they want to be their guy, I think it can correct itself a little bit. But they're not going to go back to what you and I are referencing is what we remember them as. And that's just a, you know, big tight end, physical offensive line, elite tailback, run the ball, you know, 45, 48 times a game. It's just that's not going to be their DNA anymore. And then when you look at Mississippi State defensively, they've been really good this year. Uh, against the run they 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 shut down nc state coming off a 300 yard game they shut down memphis coming off of a 300 yard rushing game if if they can shut down this lsu rushing game without having to do a whole lot extra to do it i feel like defensively state may have a, a little bit of an edge here and being able to shut down max johnson i think you're right and uh, i would actually go a little further than not even just slowing down the rushing attack because i i'm confident state will be able to do that but I, I think similar to Mississippi State, LSU is going to be one of those teams that we kind of look at that may not need those rushing numbers to still win a ton of games. They're going to be able to run for 89 yards or 102 yards and still win games. Um, not that it wouldn't be beneficial if they could go further than that, but that, again, that's just kind of what they're going to be. So I think where Zach Arnett has a huge advantage is having a younger quarterback with a new coordinator and what is still somewhat a new system 
that has admitted. I mean, he they told us last week when we had him that you know going in that UCLA game and even a little bit out of the UCLA game that Max Johnson was having some issues with his hots. I mean, Max told us that. So they're having some breakdowns of protection. There's some confusion there. If, I mean, if, if that's happening at all against what Zach Arnett offers you, you're going to be in trouble because you're going to you're going to misidentify the Mike linebacker. You're going to misidentify the front. You're going to turn guys loose. You're going to think you have enough bodies in protection when you don't. That's going to be a problem. So I, I think more so an advantage for Mississippi State is just how Zach Garnett runs it and how the confusion that is usually caused by how he runs it could be even more beneficial based on the issues that LSU has had on offense this year than actually just slowing down their rushing attack. I talked to Mike Golick Jr. about Mississippi State's offensive line a couple weeks ago. Two weeks have passed. State, you know, offensively still not quite where they want to be. Just looking at their offensive line, I know penalties are a huge issue, but from a blocking perspective, I feel like they've gotten better since week one. Are you seeing the same thing, or is there still a lot of work to do? No, I've seen some progress, and even more so last year to this year than week one to week three. But the thing I noticed against Memphis, Brian, is that they it looks like they finally cut their splits down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they've kind of gotten away from those three-foot splits, which are just, in this league, that is going to get you in trouble. I don't care how good you are. I don't care how proficient you are at the system. The D linemen are too quick, too agile, too twitchy, too fast. So you've just you've, you've got to find other ways to, to overcompensate for that. And it took them a while, I think, to realize it. But I finally – it looked like when I put the film on Sunday that those splits had been cut down a bit. I know they've had to move some bodies around. So obviously it's going to be difficult to really take big steps when that's happening. But the guys are playing a pretty physical brand of ball for what they're being asked to do. And I know Leach has got to be happy seeing that. But it's something that is – it's going to take such a long time to really grasp a feel for it because it's so easy to get on different levels and then it becomes difficult to pass things off and – you get antsy wanting to go try to help somebody else when you should probably stay at home a little bit longer. But when you went and helped earlier on the last rep, it turned out to be really good. So it's, 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 a, it's a system that can get you in trouble, kind of similar to quarterback. If you're not patient and you don't wait around and you get away from your fundamentals, it's, it can be hard, just what you're asked to do. But I've, the effort is definitely there. I mean, this is not a situation where I see guys that are just kind of loafing around and, you know, oh, we're in pass pro, nobody's on me, so I'm going to take this rep off. I don't see a lot of that from that group this year. Um, I see actually some pretty nasty finishes. And, I mean, one of the cool things about that scheme is you're going to get a lot of three-man rush, so you're going to get a lot of rib shots. I mean, you're going to get to tee off on guys and get some full slab moments and half slab moments when – they're not expecting it. So you can, I mean, you can get your shots in on D linemen if you understand when and how to take them. And I've seen some of that get better. So I do think it's improved more so from last year to this year, even more than week one to week three this year. When you watch the film, watch- I, I have to assume you're seeing the same thing I'm seeing, which is state has guys that are open and they're just not getting the ball down the field to them. Do you think that's just a Will Rogers confidence thing that if he maybe hits a couple of those throws, they might start coming in in succession for him? Or is there something else that we're missing? 
No, and I think he – I mean, he took a shot on a few of them, and he was pretty close. Mm. Um, yeah, I liked the way he worked the middle of the field against Memphis. I thought he did some nice things, and I thought he played a heck of balls. This, that's, I mean, guy, not many guys complete 80% of their deep balls. It's just they're, they're harder to complete, and I do think sometimes – in that scheme, the windows are going to be a little bit smaller when you actually have to get them in. Also, keep in mind, the air raid teaches you to just take what the defense gives you. So most of those guys, whether it's Leach, whether it's Mummy, whether it's, you know, any of these guys, uh, Chris Hatcher at Sanford, they'll sit there and be okay with you taking the check down all the way down the field, literally. Take it, take it, take it. If it's there, take it. So you don't get as many opportunities. And so I think, yes, to your point, comfort level, probably a little bit of an issue. And then just, I mean, game reps becomes a bit of an issue. If you don't do it as much, it's going to be harder to, harder to execute. So I, I like the way he's playing this year. He looks super comfortable to me. And I think he delivers a lot of accurate balls. I mean, he's put some balls in some pretty tight windows. But – Obviously, pushing the ball down the field is, is something you'd like to see a little bit more often. I just don't know if it has to happen in that system like it does in other systems. Like I, I just don't – I don't think it has to be there all the time depending on how defenses are playing. We'll wrap up with the, the easiest question of the, uh, the bunch. How do you see the game playing out this weekend? I think it's going to be super interesting. Um, I'm – I mean, between that game and A&M and Arkansas, I'm, I think I could sit there and just block into those two games and, and be good to go. Uh, I don't really care about what else is on. But I think LSU is going to have some – I think they're going to struggle with that, with that front and with those looks. And I think it will come down to probably State's offensive line against a really good group of pass rushers. I mean, B.J. Olajari can get there. Mason Smith can get there. You know, they lost Andre Anthony. I don't know if Ali Gay is back this week. Probably not. But they got guys that can get there. The interior of that D-line played really well last week. So, when you've got guys on the edge that can get to the quarterback, especially if you're only going to bring three, that's a big advantage. So, I I like State's chances to win. You know, we run the Rubik's Cube like every week, computer formula that we have for picking games. And it had Mississippi State winning today. On our show, and I just I think they're they're if you look back at where State has struggled, all right, you turn it over six times in a game, and then you have the freakish non-offensive touchdowns. And I'm not here to debate officiating. I know what it was. Mm-hmm. Nobody has to tell me what it was. I saw it. I, I get it. I know. But you probably should have been in that spot. Still, if they just minimize the mistakes, I mean, they held minutes was two twelve on third down, yeah. hundred yards rushing. If, if they if they play that kind of a game against LSU, they, they're going to win. And now most of the quarter goes down over four, whatever it was, four touchdowns. You're expecting to win that game. So I think the only real, the only giant hurdle in the way of Mississippi State right now seems to be the mistakes. Because when they make them, it's costly and it's bad. When they don't, things look pretty good. So I think they will cause confusion. I think they'll get to the quarterback. I think depending on how Max Johnson sees it, reads it, gets rid of it, will go a long way in determining the game. And then I think if if they can keep Will Rogers clean, then State's probably going to win the game. We'll see what happens. 11 a.m. kickoff here at Davis Wade on uh, 
on Saturday. Cole Kubik, man, have a safe trip, and uh, we'll see you soon. Appreciate it, Brian. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.